Welcome to Hormonally Yours with the Hormone Dietitian. If you're a busy woman struggling with hormonal issues like PCOS, fertility struggles, and other hormone imbalances, and you feel like you're the boss of your life in every area but your hormones, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Melissa Groves Azero, integrative women's health dietitian, coffee lover, cat lady, all black wearing, former New York City advertising exec turned professional period fairy. It's my mission to be the no BS hormone nutrition education resource for smart women struggling with hormone imbalances so you can have regular symptom-free periods and optimize your fertility naturally. I'm here to share real, actionable, science-based tips you can use to get real results without cutting out foods, spending hours in the gym or meal prepping, and without losing sleep, because we're all about balance here at The Hormone Dietitian, and I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. I get a lot of questions in my DMs about supplements. What do I think of XYZ hormone balancing supplement or what prenatal is best for me? So I wanted to do an episode talking about some of the more popular brands on the market right now and why you should look beyond the marketing to determine if it's something that's actually going to help you or not. Because it's always more fun to discuss these kinds of things with a friend instead of me ranting about it by myself, this week I invited my dietitian bestie, Lauren Manneker, to join me. Lauren is a premier researcher when it comes to fertility, pregnancy, and women's health. She's the author of several books, including Fueling Male Fertility, Avoiding Allergens While Breastfeeding, and The First Time Mom's Cookbook. And specifically, she has experience working with a lot of supplement companies and even helping them to formulate their products based on the latest nutrition research. In fact, we both have experience in marketing on the nutrition product space, so we understand what brands are trying to do with the claims they're making. In this episode, we talk about prenatal vitamins and hormone balancing and fertility supplements and what these two experts really think about some of these products. Hi, Lauren. It's so good to see you. I'm here. How are you? I'm okay. I mean, we were just chatting five minutes ago on on Instagram DMs, but always good to see your face. (laughs) Ditto. 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 Yeah, so I was super excited when I had the idea to do this episode talking about, you know, my my DMs are full of questions asking me, what do you think of this supplement? What do you think of that supplement? And oftentimes they're asking about specific brand names of supplements. And I think, you know, what happens, you and I have both been targeted by this as well, is we see these ads on Instagram or Facebook or in Google, you know, wherever we are. And a lot of these companies have really good marketing. You know, I know I've bought some things, you know, off of an Instagram ad. I bought shampoo. I bought um, what the one success was my Thrive mascara. I am, I am psyched about that purchase that 
I heard about on Instagram, but you know, cat toys, I get all, all the ads, but I do see some of these advertisements for prenatals or hormone balancing supplements. And I think, you know, you and I are both nutrition experts and we're, um, you know, a little different background, a little different perspective on certain things. But I can see how some of the marketing makes these supplements seem like they're a cure-all for anyone with hormone imbalances or anyone looking to take a prenatal or something like that. Do you agree? I do. I do. And, you know, I've had a unique opportunity to dig into the supplement world because I'm a registered dietitian. I've also worked with a lot of brands to create supplement formulations. And I've worked with some brands just on the marketing side. So, you know, I've, I've seen, I've seen some things that I don't, didn't feel comfortable with. They still do. So I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. I think it's, you know, not everybody is walking around with recommended dosage of certain nutrients or supplements in, in their mind as they're looking at these labels. Um, so we really wanted to have this discussion to talk about some of the more popular brands that are out there um, and what, what we see as some potential downfalls of the formulations. Um, I am going to note that we're not going to talk about any of these by name. I don't want to get sued. Uh, so we're just going to be talking in a general sense, but you know, we'll be looking at specific labels of specific supplements that you and I both thought it was important to talk about, as well as ones that my audience asks me about frequently or specifically wanted me to talk about. So I think the first one that I want to talk about is the drugstore brand prenatal. And the reason why I want to start with that one is I think it's pretty common that someone gets, you know, right? Yeah, I almost just said gets diagnosed with pregnancy. Someone finds out that they're pregnant and they're, you know, told to get a prenatal and they go to the drugstore and they pick one off the shelf and, you know, they're scanning the label and they see hundred percent of everything. So they think, okay, I'm good. I'm covered like this. This is great. Um, so the drugstore brand that I, I picked out to talk about is a popular one. Um, it is a pretty, you know, it's a legitimate brand. Um, I know they market themselves as being USP certified, which is what that means is it's been tested by a third party to um, confirm that it contains what it says it contains. But I still have some some issues <laughs> with this supplement. Um, so we're looking at this label. And yeah. one thing that I found is interesting in my formula creation journey, just to point out big picture, this formulation, maybe not this one in particular, but similar to these, isn't unique to certain brands. A lot of the manufacturers have like a standard prenatal vitamin formulation that just, just it just gets relabeled over and over again. So this, even though we just picked one, we're going to call it a drugstore brand. It's just one brand, but you could find it in a lot of different brands on the shelf. I don't know if I'm saying that right. 
Yeah, I think, you know, I was going to mention that later because I, we did get a question about how do you know which one is better when they're the same? And I think that's something that is not commonly known about the supplement industry is that many of them are sourcing the ingredients from the same laboratories that are creating these ingredients. So for example, vitamin K2, if you have vitamin K2 in a supplement, 99.9% chance it's coming from the same laboratory. Um, same thing with ubiquinol, um, methylfolate, a lot of the methylfolate is coming from the same laboratory. So it really is just how the brand decided to formulate their product and what they put in it. But a lot of times it's not like, you know, if I'm recommending a D3 K2, it's really just preference and what's available to you because essentially they're exactly the same. Yeah, agreed. So this is this is a supplement that I've seen a lot of people on. It's kind of people's go-to. It's economical. It's easy to get. You get it on Amazon. You can get it at the drugstore. And I find that a lot of people are just making sure that it has folic acid in it. And it does. Inappropriate doses in accordance to what ACOG recommends and what all of the other professional organizations recommend. So they take it. Melissa and I both can't just take it at face value. And we always look at the labels to not only see the quantities that are provided, but also the form of the nutrients because nutrients come in different forms. Some are more bioavailable, meaning that our bodies can absorb it and use it versus others. I mean, I would never put someone on this supplement. And I know that you agree. So maybe we could go through and explain why, like what parts of this make it something that we cannot stand behind. Yeah. So a couple of things for me right up front, I go to the forms of the B vitamins that they use. Um, and I see folic acid, which is the synthetic form of folate. And I see cyanocobalamin, which is the synthetic form of B12. So for about 50% of the population who has certain genetic uh, variants, they're not going to be able to utilize those nutrients as well as other people. So if we haven't tested people to rule out those genetic variants, I would be cautious about putting them on high doses of synthetic forms because we don't know what what excesses of those nutrients. Uh, we do know there, there's starting to be some research on what high levels of folic acid in uh, the blood of the mom having negative effects on the baby. So um, it is something I'm always conscious about. You know, another thing that I look at is iron. Um, and this formulation does have 100% of the iron as it's recommended for pregnancy, which is 27 milligrams. However, I'm not in love with the form, which is ferrous fumarate. I usually go for bisglycinate, which is you know, more bioavailable and easier to absorb. Um, I also am really cautious about using iron in the first trimester because it can cause constipation, which is already a frequent problem in pregnancy. So I like to kind of 
watch and wait with iron levels, unless we know that someone was deficient at the start of pregnancy. Um, so I don't love that. I don't love the magnesium. It's not a lot of magnesium. It's 11% of the daily value, but it's magnesium oxide, which can cause some digestive issues and because it isn't well absorbed at all. Um, what are some of your thoughts on this supplement? So the, it's funny. It's not that funny. <laughs> Interesting, I think, that the two things I always go straight for are the forms of the magnesium and the zinc. And both of them are in the oxide form. And you touched on the magnesium oxide. The magnesium oxide is very, it has a very low bioavailability. I, I read some things that only a certain percentage of people that don't absorb it. So the magnesium oxide is what you would use to relieve constipation, but it is not meant to be used to increase magnesium levels. It is a much cheaper form, so it helps keep the cost of the prenatal low, but you're also getting what you pay for. You know, if you're taking a supplement, you want your body to actually be able to utilize that nutrient. And the zinc oxide is a similar concept the oxide form of zinc is not very bioavailable. So I would rather not see magnesium and zinc in the supplement than to give the magnesium oxide and zinc oxide in the supplement. Honestly, in my opinion, I feel like it's added just to be able to say it has magnesium and zinc. But in a lot of cases, it's not really benefiting the person who's taking that supplement. Yeah. The other thing I, I do want to touch on on this label, because they market themselves as containing DHA. Can you talk a little bit about, about why DHA is, is important in pregnancy and what the recommended dosage is? Yeah. So DHA is a one of the omega-3 fatty acids that we get mostly from marine sources. So fish, shellfish, algae, and it is so incredibly important during pregnancy to support baby's eye development, brain development. There's some data that also shows that it may help reduce the risk of mom developing postpartum depression. It helps keep chronic inflammation under control. I mean, there's just so many reasons why we need it. With fish and shellfish, we are limited to how many servings we should eat every week because of mercury concerns. You know, as wonderful as salmon is, if you eat it twice a day, every day, you may take in too much mercury, which is not great. So there is a recommendation to take the DHA omega-3 fatty acid every day when pregnant. So not just fatty acids, but omega-3 fatty acids. Honestly, some expert panels say 200 milligrams, some say 300 milligrams. There is data now showing as high as a thousand milligrams offer some benefit to moms and babies and may reduce the risk of preterm labor. So, you know, preterm birth, things of that nature. So that's, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, I agree. Um, this one contains 200 milligrams of DHA and I see that as a minimum, you know, it's, it's the minimum recommended amount so, you know, I feel comfortable recommending more than that because we do continue to have emerging research that more is better. The other nutrient that 
I look at on a prenatal is vitamin D. So this one appears to be D3, which is the active form. So that's good. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do have to say this one has more than a typical prenatal does. Most prenatals include about 400 I use this one recommend, um, includes a thousand I use. So that's not bad. I got to say. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. And then another one, which they have check the box is, um, iodine. The minimum recommended dose is 150 micrograms, which is what they have in there. So for the ones, for the nutrients that are in accordance with the guidelines, you know, the guidelines do say folic acid. They don't get into the Mm-hmm. Folate, they're checking that box. It has the minimum amount of iron and omega, uh, the DHA omega 3. Check that box. I mean, it's just more when you're digging into the details. It's just not one that I would ever, ever recommend. It also is completely void of choline, which is a nutrient that is extremely important during pregnancy, supports baby's brain development, spine development. I mean, there's a study that just came out showing that moms who took in almost 900 milligrams of choline during pregnancy, like the benefits were seen at when the kids were seven years old. Like it's really amazing. And they're trying to make mandates to have choline included in all of the prenatal vitamins. It's a very slow process, but that's what some associations are working towards. This one has none. So if someone was adamant about taking this, they 1000% need to take a separate choline supplement. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, if you're, if you're taking anything away from how to evaluate a drugstore prenatal or other, other nutrient, you know, if you're seeing those hundred percents right in a row going down the label, you want to make sure that that the things that you need are included. So, you know, it doesn't say choline 0% on the label because they would be pretty stupid to do that and acknowledge that it's, it's an important nutrient. It just doesn't contain any. And, you know, a lot of these nutrients are very inexpensive to include to reach the 100%. And this is my opinion. This is not like expert panel based. There are some nutrients that most Americans are not at risk for being deficient in. So mm-hmm. you're supplementing some nutrients in here that we really don't need the help when it comes to meeting our needs. And then we're missing other ones. So I, like you're saying, you know, don't just be impressed by seeing 100% down the label because you might not even need half of this stuff. Yeah. And I will, I will note just because people aren't looking at the label that not every nutrient that's included here is at a hundred percent, but that is, you know, sort of typical of what I see on those drugstore labels. This one has it kind of all over the place with, you know, it's got 12% of your daily calcium, for example. So not a lot, not a lot. But I will say in their defense, calcium is very hard to get in there. I've tried with men. You know, some of them are just so bulky that it's just hard to fit it all in unless you want to offer more pills. Yeah. And this one, just to note, this one is one a day, one um, capsule a day. So that's a lot less than 
some of the professional brands that I am recommending, most of them are two or three a day. Um, some of them are six or eight a day. It really depends, but, you know, and also it depends on the, the quality of the nutrients that you're using. And they do take up a, a lot of space. If you've ever seen one of those calcium, magnesium, zinc kind of tablets, they're giant horse pills. Yes. Which I take every night. I want to scroll up in our little reference document here, and I want to talk about the prenatal that has probably the most marketing around it. Um, we are seeing this everywhere. Both of us have encountered hundreds of people taking this supplement and thinking they're doing a good job. And it is marketed as a prenatal for people who already have a pretty good diet. Um, so it really, you know, it contains kind of just the essential things that you're unlikely to get enough of even on a good diet. So looking at this, it's two capsules, um, contains 2000 IUs of vitamin D3, which is great. It contains 37% of vitamin E. It's got that thousand milligrams of folate. And in this case, it's the 5-methyl tetrahydrofolate, which is the active form of folate. Um, it's got B12 is methylcobalamin, which is also the methylated or active form of B12. It's got some biotin, a lot of biotin. Um, it's got 850 7% of biotin. Um, it does have your favorite nutrient, choline, uh, but only 55 milligrams. It's got the iron in the form that I like, which is ferrous bisglycinate. And it's got iodine as potassium iodide. And again, there it is in the recommended 150 microgram amount. Um, and magnesium in the form of dimagnesium malate, which is um, around 8%. And malate is a better absorbed form of magnesium. So I really don't have any problems with the forms of the nutrients that are used in this prenatal. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? I agree. I think the forms are fine. I, I think the problem is it's not providing all of the key nutrients that I think people tend to miss out on. And I think people are under the assumption that this is all that they need. And they have things like choline, which is great, but it's not nearly enough considering that we need 450 milligrams per day when we're pregnant this is only providing 10%. So even if you're eating an egg a day and some cauliflower and some peanuts, you're going to have a hard time meeting your needs simply by taking this supplement. So it's great they have it. It's fantastic, but it's not enough. I think that if someone's taking this, first of all, this is only for people that eat a balanced diet. You know, that diet that we all dream of eating with the fruits and the veggies and the fish and the nuts and the seeds. This isn't for someone who's nauseated and only eating bagels and chips every day because they can't keep anything down. I, I think it, it can work for that certain population, but not for everybody, especially if they're not eating a balanced diet. I also worry about the iron, which is 18 milligrams, which is fine when you're trying to conceive or when you are first pregnant, but as you move along in your pregnancy, your iron needs tend to go up. So you may need more iron. 
when you're taking this prenatal too, which is fine. I mean, it's easy to supplement additional iron. So it's just, you can't assume that this is going to meet everything that you need. I think that's a really good point too, because, you know, definitely a lot of people are in that place where they're focusing on nutrients as they're trying to conceive. And then that first trimester all day long nausea, and you're literally eating saltine crackers. Um, So in order to be able to, you know, have this really supplement a balanced diet, you would still have to be eating four eggs a day. You would still have to be including salmon or having a separate DHA supplement. Um, with the, with the, the iron again, meat is a really common turnoff with morning sickness. A lot of people really can't get that in. So, you know, maybe if your iron status was okay at the beginning of pregnancy, you can kind of, you know, not focus on it really hard during the first trimester. But I think, I think the diet that you would have to eat to make this result in meeting a hundred percent of your needs is pretty difficult for most people, especially pregnant. Absolutely. First trimester, absolutely. And first trimester is when, you know, baby doesn't actually need any extra calories um, or macronutrients at that point. Um, What baby needs to develop during the first trimester is micronutrients. Um, So, you know, like sort of what you were saying earlier, like I'm okay that this one doesn't contain vitamin C um, or vitamin A, um, as long as you're eating colorful fruits and vegetables and eggs and all of that, but it's missing a lot. I don't feel comfortable having a typical person following a a typical diet, eating, taking this supplement. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're like, doesn't Gwyneth Paltrow eat really well? I don't know. Someone, (laughs) Someone who like has a lot of time to like eat a lot of fruits and veggies and it is possible, you know, it's fine. You're just going to have to maybe add some more, which is not a bad thing. I will say I tried these personally. I like to try the supplements because I get a little sensitive. So I like to be able to speak on them. They are easy to tolerate. So that's definitely a positive. Like I didn't feel disgusting. I could even take them on an empty stomach. So that's certainly a positive because, you know, if you're not tolerating it, you're probably not going to take it. So I'll I'll give them that. Yeah, that is good. And I, I do have to say, I think mostly that speaks to the quality of the ingredients used where, you know, when you're putting these things in your body that are so, so hard for your digestive system to break down, that can cause the things like heartburn and um, just, you know, stomach gurgling. And besides the fact that some of them are just, some prenatals are just really hard to swallow because they're just big and clunky and you know, this one in particular is a very visually appealing, cute, Mm -hmm. cute little pill. And, you know, I don't have any trouble with the quality of of the ingredients. I just think it's probably not right for 95% of the population. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I want to talk about another one that, um, you know, it's not something that I would ever use. It's not available on professional supplement platforms, but it is a very popular one and people are buying it off of Amazon. People love this one. They market like crazy. I've actually never seen the ads for this one, but I hear a lot of people taking this one. Yeah. 
Um, you know, the pregnancy forms and things like that. This is the one that people are, are talking about. So it's got, it's got the basics. It's got uh, vitamin A as beta carotene. Again, you have to convert beta carotene to the active form in your body and not everybody is great at that. So it has a hundred percent of beta carotene, which is fine. Uh, vitamin C, vitamin D has a brand name of D that I've never heard of. And it's 15 micrograms, which I think is around 400 I use. Yeah. Sorry. I can't do, can't do math on the fly. Um, it's got vitamin E it's got vitamin and it's one of, it's one of those ones where you scroll down and it's just a hundred, a hundred, a hundred of everything except for magnesium. Again, that's a really big bulky nutrient. So it would be hard to fit in a two cap formulation. Zinc is bisglycinate. So that, that is more bioavailable than the oxide form we were talking about before. What's your thoughts on this particular supplement? I don't hate it. Yeah. I think it's overpriced for what you're getting. I think you're partially paying for the cute bottle and the marketing when you're buying it. But like that, that's your choice. That's your rodeo. You know what I mean? It's missing some things, but you know, it's hard. It's really hard to pack all those nutrients in if you want to keep the doses low. So you are going to have to add choline if you take this. You are, in my opinion, going to have to add vitamin D. I go over the 100 percent RDA. You know, depending on your diet, you may have to add other things. I mean, the magnesium and the calcium is not enough. Hopefully you're eating those foods that have those nutrients in there. So I think it could be a good base for people depending on your diet, you know? Yeah. I think, you know, for me, the things that that worry me about this are sort of the the certifications that come with a professional grade supplement that just aren't here. So it like, it looks good on paper, but I'm not sure that it's been third-party tested. You know, it comes from a GMP, good manufacturing practices facility. Most people are buying this on Amazon. And I did want to talk about that because I never Mm -hmm. ever recommend buying supplements off Amazon for a couple of reasons. Um, The first and the scariest is really... Um, Amazon has a history of selling counterfeits and, you know, I've, I've experienced it where I bought a skin serum off Amazon and had it come from China and the package didn't look quite right. And I really think it was water packaged in a cute little bottle. Hmm. So, you know, there, and they, they specifically were dinged for having counterfeit supplements a couple years back. I believe it was cultural. It was one of the one of the probiotics that they were selling was found to be counterfeit. Um, the other thing about purchasing supplements from Amazon um, is that they're not temperature controlled facilities. The way that people who specialize in shipping and storing supplements, you know, would care for your supplements. I know when I order you know, my fish oil from full script, it comes with a little ice pack next to it. And it, you know, they, they let me know it's coming. So if it's a hot day, I don't leave it sitting on the porch, you know, in, in a hundred degree weather, which is going to make the fish oil go rancid. So they're just very cautious about 
storage and you know it's you know you're getting what you paid for. So it's really more the I don't really know the um credentials. I don't think the person who developed this has any medical credentials um, or nutrition credentials. And it's the, you know, where most people are getting it from that are more alarming to me in terms of not being able to fully trust that it is what it says it is. Yeah. No, that is true. That's a very good point. I mean, it's not bad. It's not, it doesn't have any of your favorite choline (laughs) in here. (laughs) Sad. I have favorite nutrients. So sad. Yeah. Did you want to tell this story about about Colleen and what happened with a brand you were working with recently? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a stick up my butt over it still. So this was like two and a half years ago. I'll try to make it quick. I was doing an Instagram takeover for the supplement company that makes prenatal vitamins. And you know, you people ask questions and you answer the questions. And they asked, what are your three most important nutrients you look for in a prenatal vitamin? And I said, what did I say? Like folate, iodine, and choline. And then the owner called me and she said, don't talk about choline because we don't have choline. And I was like, well, I'm not going to, if someone's asking me a question, I'm not going to not tell the truth to help your sales. Like I don't work for your company. Like I have my own thing going on, you know? So she was very upset with me. And then the next day she got this nurse to do a whole video explaining how we don't need, mind you, like the American Medical Society is saying that we need choline in our prenatal vitamins now. Like there's a big push by them. You know, it's not just me making this up. So they made a video saying how we make choline via our liver. So we don't need to take these supplements and it's just marketing and it's hype. Our livers do make choline, not nearly enough to make what we need during pregnancy or even when we're not pregnant. I'm not pregnant. I take choline every single day. So that got me riled up. And some of my dietitian friends, you know, challenged them and they were asking for data and they were giving the data and it was just stupid waste of time. So, you know, now things progress and now magically they reformulated and now they have choline in there because turns out there actually is data to support its use. But because it's so bulky, they only put 30 milligrams in there. Reminder, we need 450 milligrams in there to meet our needs. In my opinion, we need even more. Whole other story. So they did a post explaining how choline is so important, but you only need supplements with 30 milligrams in it because you eat enough through your diet and your liver makes enough too. So conveniently, they're saying that you only need the exact quantity that they have in their prenatal vitamins. So uh, my whole point of that story is don't always get your nutrition information from for-profit supplement companies whose ultimate goal is to get you to buy their product. Like they're not a public service (laughs) company that's trying, you know, they're not all bad, but ultimately they have to make a profit and they make a profit by getting you to buy their product. So, and I don't like that company anymore, by the way. Well, I think, you know, something that's interesting and something that people listening might not realize is that both you and I have experienced marketing in the nutrition space. We both actually worked in infant formulas. So we both know from experience that if you have a study that has like a little bit of data 
and you have that ingredient in your formulation, you are going to make it seem like the best, most amazing thing, even if it's not even nearly the therapeutic dosage. And I know this happened to you recently too, wasn't it? Was it like a granola that had oh like gosh, milligrams yeah. of turmeric and they wanted you to say it was anti-inflammatory? Yeah. I mean, they were, you know, you don't know what you don't know. All the news outlets say turmeric is, you know, great for inflammation and immunity. So this PR company reached out with this granola that had turmeric in it. And it, she said, you know, to eat this and it will help um, support your immunity because it has turmeric in it. And I asked how much turmeric is in each packet of granola because you need at least 500 milligrams a day, according to what the data says, at least 500 milligrams a day. Mm-hmm. And she said it has 21 milligrams. And I'm like, all right, so Kathy, like, I don't know how many packets, more than five packets every single day to get that therapeutic dose of turmeric. Plus we want the active form of turmeric, not just like the spice that you're adding to your meal. So you need even more than that. Lord knows what happens when you're baking the turmeric, you know, what that does to the effectiveness. So, you know, she said, would you recommend this? And I said, no, I can't. You don't have nearly enough to have any effect on immune health. There's enough to make it taste good if you like turmeric, but that's about it. And I said, you really shouldn't be saying that it can support immune health because yes, there's data showing turmeric may support immune health, but you're not providing enough to have people experience that outcome. Hope you like granola because you're going to have to eat a lot. Like, I don't, I don't feel like doing the math there, but like 21, when you're trying to get 500 milligrams in one packet as 21, that's a lot of granola. Uh, yeah, we would, I think, you know, we won't even get into how many calories and, you know, you'd be consuming to do that because <laughs> granola is a very calorie dense food as well. So not to be like totally negative Nellie's, I do want to talk about some of the, the brands that we do like, and we do recommend. And I'll say, you know, the two that I recommend most often in my practice are the Thorn Basic, um, which is an affordable three a day option. And I like this one because it's capsules. So they're much easier to swallow versus tablets. Um, I like everything in it. I feel like it's pretty complete. Um, I do do a separate DHA on top of that. Another brand I've always liked um, is a food-based brand called Innate, and their consumer brand is Mega Food. It's actually the same brand. Um, and their prenatal is a two-a-day. Um, they are tablets, which can be hard for some people to swallow. So, you know, not good if you're in that first trimester gagging at everything kind of phase. And then Full Well, which we know is recommended. It's uh, designed by a fellow fertility dietitian. Um, I think, I do think that's one of the most complete out there, but it is eight pills a day, um, which is a lot for most people to take, especially when you, you still do have to take a separate DHA with it. I typically have people on other supplements because, you know, most of the people I'm working with have PCOS as well. So it's like, we've already got them on some things and then we're adding a prenatal to it. And it just makes the, the overall supplement count, (laughs) the, the load of supplements you have to swallow a day pretty big. Yes. I 
tend, I think the full well is a great formulation. In my experience, when I was pregnant, I I got, what is the term? Pill exhaustion. There's some term Mm -hmm. for it. I couldn't do eight pills. It was a struggle to get three. So I tend to have a limit to how many I recommend. And that's been a challenge for me when I'm helping brands create supplements because I try and keep the dose low. And then people, you know, we get this hate mail like, hey, you don't have enough meaning. Like we know, like it was a, it was a conscious decision. We can provide like everything under the sun, but it would be a lot of pills. Like there's never going to be one absolutely perfect prenatal solution for everyone, which really think of that in a positive way. I used to say that with formula too, and people would complain how many formula options there were for uh, families that weren't breastfeeding. It's a positive. That means that you can find the one that's perfect for you. It's not a one size fits all. No one's saying this is the most perfect supplement for every single person under the sun. You know, some people are fine taking 10 pills and don't eat a balanced diet and want to get most of their nutrients through their supplements. Other people can't handle it and they do eat a pretty balanced diet. So, you know, I know this isn't what a lot of people want to hear, but we're we're not going to say this is the one best supplement that you ever have to take because it doesn't exist. Yeah, that's true. Another one I forgot to mention, but for my folks who are having trouble keeping things down or swallowing pills, um, Smarty Pants is actually a decent chewable and it is available in drugstores. You know, so I typically go for that. There was a powdered prenatal that I used to recommend, but I no longer feel comfortable recommending (laughs) that brand just due to some personal and political differences. So uh, I don't recommend that anymore. Um, And I see that you also really like the Nordic Naturals prenatal DHA. That's my DHA of choice too, or the um, the algae based one if someone is plant based. I like the Nordic Natural prenatal one because um, it also has some more vitamin D in there. So for those supplements that are just a little short, in my opinion, of vitamin D, it's like just one extra boost for them. One tale of caution about the Nordic Naturals prenatal. I've had a few people recently, you know, they reach out. What do you say? They slide into my DMs, whatever cool people say. And, you know, they want to know about prenatal vitamins. And I'm like, okay, well, what are you already taking? And they say the Nordic Naturals prenatal, and they don't realize that's not a prenatal vitamin. Prenatal, it says the word prenatal. So that's Mm -hmm. all they're taking. So I love it in addition to a prenatal multivitamin. Yeah, of course. No, that, that really... Is scary, actually. It's something I never thought of, but you see the word prenatal and you think it's a prenatal vitamin. Hey there. Remember those tampon commercials featuring young, flexible girls cartwheeling in white bikinis on a beach or riding a bicycle or maybe the most offensive of all actually smiling and laughing during their periods? I'm sorry, but that has never been what my period was like. I was bleeding through super tampons and needed a backup pad. I had cramps so bad I needed prescription ibuprofen, pre-period killer migraines, that one monthly cystic pimple that would pop up on one side of my chin. And just when that was finally healing over, one would pop up on the other side. 
I didn't feel like leaving my couch or my apartment, let alone frolicking on a beach with friends. And to make it worse, I was having symptoms around ovulation, after ovulation, and during my period. So I always felt like I had only one good week out of every month. Well, I have news for you. It did get better. I mean, I'm not exactly jumping for joy on the first day of my period, but I'm able to be out and about in public, barely have any cramps, and if I do, they only last a few hours. No more period zits, no more heavy bleeding or clots, no more migraines. How did I do it? Well, that took some digging into my root causes. And the good news is, if you struggle with PMS, PMDD, endometriosis, fibroids, painful ovulation, heavy bleeding, or killer cramps, or just have horrendous periods in general, I can help you do it too. I'm launching a brand new program, the Period Problems Root Cause Roadmap. There will be different tiers of the program available. You can get access to just the content or you can opt for the VIP upgrade and get access to root cause testing with me in addition to the content. The VIP tier is limited to 10 and is only available in the US. So what do you think? Are you ready to let me help you get rid of your period problems once and for all? Go to thehormonedietitian.com forward slash period RCR to learn more and enroll. We start March 15th. I am super excited about this new program and I hope you are too. I can't wait to help you gain back three weeks out of every month. All right, back to the episode. I want to move all the way back to the top of the document, we're going to be talking about hormone balancing supplements. And again, you and I both get a lot of questions about hormone balancing supplements, the way they are marketed, make it sound like they're going to cure your PMS. They're going to cure all of your problems. So I do want to start with an insanely popular PMS gummy that's on the market. And it's $32 a month for a month's supply. Uh, The ingredients are 20 milligrams of vitamin B6 and then a proprietary herbal blend um, of 86 milligrams of chased berry, which is Vitex, uh, lemon balm, and Dong Quai. I'm just going to start with the B6 is 1,176% of your B6. Taking too much B6, and I I know people say this like, oh, you can take more B vitamins, you just pee them out because they're water soluble. So yeah, you're probably peeing a lot of it out, but there are risks of taking too much B6 or taking a high dose of B6 in isolation. You know, it's not like you're you're getting all the B vitamins at this level, you're taking just the one. And I do recommend B6, you know, for pregnancy, nausea. Um, I recommend B6, you know, for other situations, but I'm not comfortable with someone taking this level of B6 day after day after day, month after month. Yeah. Agreed. One of the problems, and this is, 
I talk about this a lot when I'm evaluating supplements, but this, this proprietary herbal blend. Um, so we don't know how much of each of these herbs listed is included. So we don't know how much you're getting. The herbal blend is 86 milligrams. So that means that the three things that are listed underneath make up a percentage of that 86. So I know you have a joke about Vitex is that anytime there's a hormone problem, just take Vitex because that's what what people are kind of told. Um, You tell me to just take Vitex whenever I'm having like a problem in my life. Yeah. Bad credit, take Vitex. Like it's fine. Anyway, I start people at 500 milligrams of Vitex when I do use it. And so it's got to be less than 86. It is the first one listed. So, you know, let's say it's 75 milligrams of that and five milligrams of the other, just hypothetically. Um, That's still like a fraction of a therapeutic dose. And, you know, just reading the other ingredients, it's wax. natural colors and titanium dioxide. I'm I'm actually kind of surprised it doesn't contain any sugar or flavoring. Um, I was surprised by that. That's typically my concern with gummies is to look at how much added sugar you're taking in when you're, you're taking one of those. I really, especially for ones that are pricey, I don't like those proprietary blends because you can have like a drop of the most effective, expensive ingredient, you know, tons of the others. And my feeling is like, if you're spending your money on a high quality ingredient, you're going to highlight it. You know, I see it a lot in fertility supplements where the more expensive ingredients are in the proprietary blend. And I'm like, well, you know, if you're really truly investing in your supplement and you're giving a whopping dose of that expensive ingredient, you want people to know, you know, it's kind of like you buy like a Chanel bag and you want that brand name on it. Like you're not going to hide it, you know, you're spending all that money. So I don't try, it's just like, I'm skeptical and I could be making all of this up. I just feel like, why don't you just tell us how much is in there? It's true. And you know, Looking at this, I could put together a regimen like this for about $15 for a two-month supply. I do like Chasteberry. I te- when, I'm, when I'm working with herbs, there's really only two companies I'm looking at. I'm looking at Herb Farm, which has tinctures of herbs that are all, you know, grown in the U.S. And I'm looking at Gaia Herbs, which is another, you know, it's a certified B Corp. I'm really happy with, you know, the quality of their herbs. And then B6, I'd probably do like a pure encapsulations B6. And, you know, your regimen would be under $20. And because of the size of the bottles, it would last you two or three months. Yeah. That's my thoughts on this. Also, just knowing that the person who formulated this is not credentialed anything. Yeah, most aren't. <laughs> so I want to talk about an interesting one on the mount on the market recently. And it's it's herbal drops that are custom formulated. You know, they sort of have a library of herbs and you take an assessment, you know, you answer questions. I was answering questions about my cycle and about my symptoms and, you know, all sorts of things. This one starts at 38.50 a month. 
I think it's somewhat similar to what you would get from an acupuncturist if you were working with an acupuncturist who specialized in herbs and was sort of custom making you a formula, but it's not really custom because it's, you know, you're just kind of answering questions and then they're putting things together for you. So I thought it was interesting um, because it told me I have stagnant chi. Um, and so we have, which trying to think back to what my, my acupuncturist roommate, my office mate said, I think, I think stagnant chi was one of the things. So, you know, I wouldn't doubt it, but anyway, the, the recommendations that they were going to put in my formulation were ginger, licorice, um, which I have a big problem with because I didn't answer any questions about whether my blood pressure was high or not. Um, and that's one I always use with caution because it can raise blood pressure. Bunch of things I didn't know what it was. <laughs> Bunch of herbs I don't know, like Poria and Atractylodes. Yeah, um, they didn't ask any questions about whether I was actively trying to conceive. Um, so that's another big problem for me because you definitely want to use caution with some herbs around pregnancy. Um, I think it's an interesting concept. I feel like it's a lawsuit waiting to happen. I think it works though. I mean, I, again, people don't know what they don't know. So, you know, they're going to, they're going to take these things. And I, I see a lot of these personalized quizzes that, you know, it's just an algorithm and everyone gets basically the same things. People don't seem to be getting in trouble for it because they have the liability waiver on their website. So it, the onus is really on the people taking it and they don't realize that. So it's, it's just, it scares me. No, you're right. I mean, it's exactly the same principle as the pros hair system where you answer questions about your hair and what you like about it and what you don't like about it. And then they send you customized shampoos and conditioners and they recommend other products. Um, they are, they do have a supplement line now that they're recommending, but I think, you know, when we're talking about shampoo, uh, the risk of that is very low. Um, but the risk, yes of taking some of these things if they're not right for you is very high. But I've been seeing these ads everywhere recently. You know, I, I will say, again, I work with a lot of brands and supplements make a lot of money. You know, they're, uh, most Americans take them. They're very popular. And what bothers me is there are a lot of brands that are focusing on women's health where the motivation is to make a profit. They don't have a nutrition background. They see an opportunity to make money and that's where the business starts. So it's something just to keep in the back of your mind with these claims and these promises. I said this before, their goal is to get you to buy their product. And there are some very good products out there. There are also some very skeevy products out there. And, you know, thankfully they're, People like Melissa and I that oftentimes are happy to share information, you know, not not overwhelming our inboxes or anything like that. And we can't give personalized information, but Melissa's going to kill me for saying that. But um, 
you can't assume people that are making these formulations know, know anything about nutrition. I've entered some businesses where like no one has a nutrition background and I'm like, oh my, like what are you putting out there in the world? And it sells. That's really scary. And I think that's a really good transition into the next one, which is what I consider a sketchy hormone balance supplement. But this one, I get asked about this one all the time. I had never heard of it until people started asking me about it. Uh, it's $50 for a one month supply. It's four capsules. It's got 400 micrograms of folate um, in the methylated form, 120 micrograms of chromium, uh, two grams of myo-inositol, um, glutathione, 250, uh, DIM, 150 milligrams, and RALA, which is um, alpha-lipoic acid. And their little marketing says glutathione for complexion and reducing wrinkles. Maybe, Lauren, maybe we need this. Maybe we need I don't wrinkles. have a wrinkle problem. <laughs> maybe we should be taking this. Um, DIM, DIM for estrogen metabolism. It says it prevents drastic, oh, prevents drastic increases or decreases in estrogen. DIM is a scary one. I have had so many people taking DIM because they diagnosed themselves with estrogen dominance and they heard that DIM was good for estrogen dominance. Um, I do use DIM in practice. I take DIM personally based on my own hormone tests and what I need. Um, I have had so many people kind of throw themselves into menopause by taking DIM um, because it, it does help you know, with a favorable, healthy estrogen detox pattern, but it also lowers estrogen off the top. So if your estrogen is not high to begin with and you're taking DIM and 150 milligrams is a pretty significant amount, I usually recommend a hundred, you know, I've had people throwing themselves into menopause symptoms like hot flashes and night sweats by lowering their estrogen too much. Again, this is not anything I would feel comfortable using while someone was trying to conceive. Um, and there's no, it, it's sort of like, seems like it's almost marketing itself as a fertility supplement with the folate in there, but I don't know. ALA, what do they say it does? Insulin sensitivity for PCOS, chromium, blood sugar control. That one does have a little bit of research on it and folate. Yeah. It's, some may take this product to become fertile. Yeah, no, don't take this product if you're trying to get pregnant. Um, I really have no no nice thoughts about this one. Do you have any thoughts? No, I'm with you. Okay. It's a no. Like this one's just a no. It's trash. It's trash. Don't do it. I want to talk about these really trendy ones. You brought up Gwyneth Paltrow earlier, but all those like dusts that are in the market now, it's like... Yeah fertility dust and sex dust. And anyway, this one, this one is a hormone balance dust and it can, and it says for women, menopause and PMS. So like just, I guess all women in general, but menopause and PMS are, are caused by sort of distinctly different problems. So, um, and it's got Baobab, maca, hibiscus, beet, and shatavari. And 40 servings is 
It does have some good stuff on, on the label. It's got certified B core. It's got what's well, organic and non-GMO. I don't see any of the like supplement labels like the USP or anything like that. Um, I think they're kind of marketing themselves more as a food than as a supplement. But even if it is a food, I, I need to know how much maca yeah. you're And they just have it listed. So I don't know if it's like one microgram or 500 milligrams. Like I, I don't know. And because I don't know, I can't say how I feel about it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't recommend maca in PCOS at all because it can raise testosterone. I wouldn't recommend beet for everyone. You know, with my husband having a history of kidney stones, we're very conscious of oxalates. So I'd never, ever feed him beets. Um, so that would be something if you've had kidney stones, this might be making it worse. Um, I do recommend Shadavari on occasion, but again, I'm going to use one of those herbal brands I trust like Herb Farm or Gaia for that. So yeah, this is a no, this is a waste of money to me in pretty pink packaging, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think some people feel like it's doing something for them if they're adding a spoonful of something to their coffee or their smoothie. I don't know. Well, I say save your money. I want to scroll down a little bit and talk about the other dust that I found. This one specifically, um, and we're going to get into some controversy here. Um, This one specifically is a birth control cleanse powder. How do you feel about that, Lauren? I I don't really. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a little unnecessary, but people want it. I would never proactively recommend it. Yeah, and it's $60 for a 28-day supply. Okay. So let's look. Let's see what it's got here. It's got vitamin C, vitamin E, iodide, uh, zinc, B6, selenium, magnesium, and uh, it's got that chaste tree berry vitex, 200 milligrams, which again is not as not even the lowest amount of what I start with. Um, so it's basically a multivitamin plus vitex for $60 a month. Other ingredients, xylitol, which is a sugar alcohol, which can cause massive digestive issues for many, many people, natural flavor, natural colors, stevia leaves. So I have no issues with with that. So it's a drink. You mix it in your water. Um, I just think this is so expensive for what it is. You could get the same effect. You know, yes, there's some research that taking the pill can deplete certain nutrients. And I think that's what they're trying to do here is just give you back those nutrients that the pill depletes. Many, many people go off the pill with no issues whatsoever. I don't love that they're using the word term, the term cleanse. You know, they could say repletion. Yeah. Or like, you know, I do think it's a good idea if you've been on the pill for a long time, maybe pop a multivitamin every so often, but you do not have to pay $60 a month uh, to do that. Mm -hmm. Agreed. It's another one, trash. (laughs) Um, Oh, same brand has a fertility support dust. Again, same, this one's cheaper. This one's only $35 for a 28 day supply. And all it's got is folate, B12, and inositol. Usually if people are trying, they're taking a prenatal vitamin. 
Exactly. Exactly. I'm a big fan of taking folate, more folate, more B12 on top of the stuff you're already getting from your prenatal. There is a such thing of too much of a good thing isn't so good. There's a more fancy way to say that, but there is a saying, I just don't know what it is. Yeah. And I, you know, I do recommend inositol for most of my PCOS patients. You can get a giant tub of inositol for about $20 and that's going to last you two to three months. You know, so that in addition to a standard prenatal is a better bet than taking this and thinking you're doing something for your fertility. Um, And I do want to talk about something that, that happened recently with uh, fertility supplements. This happened um, back in, was it 2019, um, that there was the Center for um, Public Safety, Safety, Public Interest, it's CSPI, and they had evaluated 39 supplements, fertility supplements that were making claims about improving fertility. And this was, you know, the ones that they cited are ones that we see people taking a lot, including Fertilade, Pink Stork, Pregnitude, Ova Boost, Fertile Herb, Conceive Plus, Fertile Detox, et cetera. But there were 39 supplements listed. And out of that, you know, this, this watchdog group reached out to all of the supplement companies to ask for scientific substantiation that these products help women get pregnant. Um, and it wasn't just women's fertility supplements. There were men's supplements as well. Um, I know you love this because I know you're always asking people to provide documentation of the claims that they're making, but you know, they, they had asked the FDA and the FTC to start enforcing what's on the labels of these products, because they think a lot of people take them and think that they're a miracle and going to help them get pregnant. Yeah. Back to the hormone hormone support, kind of digressed with the fertility support over there for a second. But I want to talk about um, a hormone balance product from a doctor uh, in women's health. And I think the interesting thing about this, and it's, you know, it's four capsules, it's B6, folate, B12, calcium, magnesium, Calcium deglucurate, which can help with that last phase of estrogen detox in the gut. Crisin, chaste tree, 200 milligrams. Green tea, dim, black cohosh, broccoli seed, and trans resveratrol. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this supplement is because it's marketed under this doctor's name. And I think something that people don't realize is what whitelisted supplements are um, or whitelisted vitamins and supplements. So there are companies that produce a formulation and then they allow people to sell that formulation with labels with their name or their business on it. So this supplement in particular is a designs for health product, you know, which is a professional grade supplement. I just wanted to kind of make people aware that when you look at the labels for these, they are identical. Um, So if you're buying something because you think that a doctor formulated it for you, the chances that they did are, are pretty low. 
Do you have any insight on that, Lauren? Uh, that's that's what I was trying to say in the beginning, that you may see the same formulation with different labels on it. You're just paying for the formulation. They just slap their label on it, but it's the exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, I could go out, you and I could go out and do this tomorrow. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you just say, I want your prenatal formulation for a prenatal vitamin. Here's my label. And they say, great. Done. Yeah. So... You know, it's it's just another reminder to to really look at where you're getting things and what the certifications are and who developed the formula and all of that good stuff. I want to skip to the the one that's a menopause supplement um, because this one's from another doctor. I use the word doctor very loosely in this um, instance, because this doctor is a chiropractor who has had multiple complaints against their medical license um, for malpractice. I don't know why a chiropractor is working in women's health and hormones. Um, I don't crack backs, so I don't really know. This is a $36.99 a month menopause supplement. And, you know, it has all the kind of standard menopause stuff. It's got black cohosh. Actually, no, that's really the only standard menopause thing. (laughs) Um, The other things it has in it are ashwagandha, which is, you know, adrenal support, stinging nettle, which, you know, has sort of various tonic uses in in the body. Um, What I'm concerned about with this one is it's got 100 milligrams of DIM, got Brussels sprouts, it's got cabbage. So these are things that are going to help your body metabolize estrogen and clear it from the body. And as I already mentioned, DIM is going to lower estrogen, um, flat out, it's going to lower it. So I'm really questioning why a menopause supplement would contain these ingredients because you know, during perimenopause, estrogen is really erratic. It's, you know, it's high for for the first half. If it was high, it starts like bouncing up and down and all over the place. And then once you enter into menopause, it's low and it, it never goes up again. Um, and so I'm, I'm really wondering what the rationale behind this supplement is because it makes no sense to me. Um, and it's $37 a month if I didn't mention that. I really have no idea. Yeah. I I mean, I'm not going to reach out to this person and ask them to explain themselves because I don't think we'd be even having the same conversation. Um, But yeah. And then there's a new one that I saw that uh, popped up. And I think it was because we were chatting about supplements and in our DMs, but then I got an ad for a new supplement. It's PCOS and PMS support, and it's $39 a month. And it's two giant freaking horse pills. It's got pomegranate, green tea, burdock, dandelion, ginkgo, rhodiola, berberine, reishi, African mango extract, Japanese knotweed extract, resveratrol, turmeric, Oh, hey, 58 milligrams of turmeric, um, quercetin, 40 milligrams. And then they're pretty proud of their like registered trademark coding. They have like two, two registered trademarks of the coding of these pills. And the marketing says pomegranate helps balance estrogen levels, reducing the severity of PMS. Yeah, like 
Yeah, I recommend pomegranate if a if a specific type of estrogen is high, but I'm generally recommending people get it from food or palm juice, which is, you know, widely accessible these days. Ginkgo helps with mood swings and PMDD. Berberine reduces mental fatigue and improves mood. I don't know about that. And let me see. 165 milligrams of berberine. Berberine is one, you know, it's recommended in PCOS sometimes because of the blood sugar balance, but I use berberine extremely cautiously because it's not right for everyone. It can raise liver enzymes because it's a natural um, antimicrobial. It can actually kind of mess with your gut microbiome. So I, I never like people to stay on it for a long time. Green tea supports healthy mood and brain health and cellular health. And they have 194 milligrams, or which comes down to 110 of EGCG, which is the active ingredient. So again, not a lot. And then rhodiola helps your body cope with the stress of menstruation. Mm. Well, that's nice of them. So does chocolate. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I think in general, a lot of these contain ingredients that I would not recommend across the board. I would be very cautious, even in recommending them for someone who they might work for. I think that they're, you know, they're anything that has the potential to directly impact a hormone, um, comes with risks. Um, so things that I'm never recommending, without having done thorough hormone testing and full nutrition and lifestyle assessment to determine if this is right for this person or not. Things like DIM, DHEA, maca, you know, so really in the in the hormone balancing category, I really don't have any that I can say outright that I like or would recommend. I'm I'm not recommending combination products to anyone. Or if I am, it's like two to three synergistic ingredients that are are working on the same problem. So typically when I'm recommending hormone balancing supplements, I'm recommending them individually specifically and ideally short-term. Do you have any thoughts on hormone balancing supplements overall? I just think it's so hard to, you know, everyone has just so many different needs. I mean, my hormone levels are different than your hormone levels. So I think it's a little, it's hard for people because they want to support their hormones. And, you know, you see the labels promising hormonal support what's going to meet my needs isn't going to meet your needs. So it's, it's a challenging one. And I think that's one that you really need the guidance of someone who knows what they're doing and talking about versus just, you know, relying on the marketing. Yeah. My first question when I'm, when I'm looking at combination products like this is really what, what hormones are you talking about? What hormones are you trying to balance Mm -hmm. with this? Because some of the ingredients to me seem like they're more geared towards menopause support, but they're being marketed as PMS support or fertility products. And they're just, they're just not. And, you know, my, in my clinical experience, 
I just feel, you know, I'm always conscious of cost to consumers and especially with the things that I'm recommending on social media or I'm talking about on social media. I I don't want someone to run out and buy a $60 powder because they think it's going to balance their hormones. I think that's part of part of what working with a professional who can help you make those decisions does for you. Like I could help you cobble together a much more effective, much more targeted and customized regimen at therapeutic doses of these ingredients for way less money, you know, and it would be right for you and not cause harm to you. Absolutely. So yeah, it's, it's a tricky thing to navigate for sure. Yeah. I want to, I want to wrap up. We've been talking for forever, but do you have any tips for what people should be looking at or how to pick out a supplement when they're not working with a dietitian to help them? Well, for the prenatals, I mean, certainly following the things that we discussed before, looking at the forms of the nutrients, excuse me, instead of just going down the list and seeing if they have the nutrients and then really looking at your diet. And, you know, if you're eating a lot of vitamin C foods, like red bell peppers and citrus and kiwi, you may not really need all that extra vitamin C that the that the supplement's giving you. So think of your supplements as supplementing your diet, not meeting all of your needs. And then that can help you hopefully navigate the shelves a little easier. Yeah, it is hard. I mean, that supplement aisle in Whole Foods is like overwhelming for sure. I think, you know, as you mentioned, looking at your diet is really important. What you're getting on a regular basis, what you're not getting, um, what your nutrition was like before you got pregnant and what it's like in your first trimester when you may not be able to meet your needs through diet. Um, and any, any personalized information we have on you, you know, if we have labs showing that you're deficient in iron, we're going to be reaching for a prenatal that's higher in iron, um, right from the start and not kind of waiting on that one. Um, and I also, you know, along those lines, what works for you at the beginning of pregnancy may be different from what works for you at the end of pregnancy, you know, so I, I definitely have had some folks who've worked with me who've started off on a gummy, you know, while their, their nausea was high, but then transitioned over to a capsule or a tablet later on. Really, I mean, I really don't have anything to say about hormone balancing supplements other than I don't recommend combination products. Um, I don't recommend self-testing and self-treating, you know, hormone issues, especially when you're just guessing at what you think it is because hormones are complicated. I mean, I've worked with thousands of patients and I cannot tell by looking at you what your issue is going to be. I mean, I, I might have my suspicions, but I really don't know until we test where your exact problem is happening. And then once we see that, that's how we know, okay, well, we need to target phase two detox or, you know, we need to target digestion. So it really, really depends on what's happening for you and what the reason for those hormone imbalances is. So I'm not a fan. I think most of these are just out to make money. 
Um, and that, you know, that, that really makes me angry too. Like I hate when people are, are preying on vulnerable populations of women, especially, you know, when you're dealing with something like PCOS or you're dealing with something like infertility, um, and you're really just willing to do anything or take anything shady, shady AF is what I'm going to say. Yes. Agreed. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and joining me this week. Uh, this was definitely more fun than ranting about these by myself. Um, so I really, I really appreciate you taking the time to share your, your expertise and your experience with supplement formulation and marketing and all of that. And I, I'm sure the listeners will will enjoy it as well. So thank you everyone for joining us for this week of Hormonally Yours with the Hormone Dietitian. We will see you next week. Yes, thank you. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hormonally Yours with the Hormone Dietitian. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you could open up the podcast app you're probably using to listen to this episode right now and leave a quick rating or review. Your reviews help this podcast get seen by more women who could benefit from the information I share here. Stay tuned for our next episode. And in the meantime, stay balanced. Stay balanced.